Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. This, this, is, this ain't no ordinary worship. Amen. We come to praise the Lord. The Bible says praise Him on the high-sounded cymbal. Praise Him on the strings. Praise Him with that clap of your hands. Praise Him with your voice. We come to give Him glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, praise man. What a blessing it is. We give God all the praise, honor, and all the glory. Oh, we got ready to go today. Amen. What a blessing. Pray with me for a moment. Holy Father, thank you now for our time and this thy word. Bless now, O oh God, not only your servant here, but all your people in Jesus' name. Those online in all places on this, around this country and around the world, which you have blessed us to touch. People in Albania, France, Belgium, London, Afghanistan. God, thank you for all that you do, for you're mighty, and it's all about your glory and your honor, your praise. Now, Father, touch this, your servant. Think with my mind and speak with the mouth, my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people in Jesus' name. And all said, Amen. 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 This morning's scripture is Matthew 20, verse 20 through 28. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 through 28. If you have a moment, uh, go on your electronic device. We don't want you looking at Snapchat. Amen. And TikTok. We want you to look at the Word of God. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 through 28. So if many of you that are there, would you say amen? amen? Many more will be turning to Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 through 28. And it reads this way. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who have great exercise uh, authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. 
But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. Verse 28, Jesus says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. May the Lord bless the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats. I just want to regress a little bit. And those of you that missed Bible study this past Wednesday on Dr. Blocker's treaty on the giver. And he said, and I keep quoting to him so he know that I was listening. He said, this is a pop quiz. I want to go a little further than that. This is a midterm. And those of us who have been in higher education know what its midterms are. But I want you to know today that the title of this message is, Are You Ready to Serve? Are you ready to serve? Don't fool me now, but are you ready to serve? I believe that because of our ignorance, whether willful or not, we are unaware what it means to serve the Lord. Perhaps some people think serving the Lord is to come to church when everything is wonderful, all the planets align, there's not hot weather, it's is Hawaiian weather, no rain, no snow, just nice. I want to dispel that because when Jesus gave his life on the cross out at Calvary so that we could be saved, it was not a great day. And he did it anyhow. But you see, my friends, when you know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, nothing can hold you back from serving the Lord. Nothing will stop you from worshiping God. Some of you may be ill and you still make your way to the house of the Lord. Maybe your car is broke down, but you always know somebody you can call on. Would you give me a ride? If not, call Uber. Dear friends, when we talk about serving the Lord, we have a plethora of excuses as to why we can't serve God. I talked to a person that said there's too many people in the church. I said, what church are you talking about? Well, there's just too many hypocrites in the church. Well, come on and show them how to live then. All they talk about is money. You notice I haven't talked about money yet. Don't mean I'm not going to. Amen. You see, Jesus gives us his purpose for coming into this world. It wasn't to gain popularity or make friends or to appease the masses. He came to serve. 
He came to give his life a ransom for many. He didn't just come up and show up. He came to do it on purpose that we will have a right to the tree of life. And I can't tell you that when I got saved myself, I, I just wanted to serve the Lord. I had no idea about what serving means. But I came open-minded and God blessed. So you ought to do the same. He came to serve. He says that he came into this world not to be served, though he is worthy of all our praise, but he came to serve. He came to help us. What does it mean to serve God? Noted pastor and author John Piper says it means to do what he says in a way that makes him look supremely valuable in himself. It also means to submit to him in a way that makes him look thrilling or look awesome. What does it mean to be served? God by the Spirit has placed in each believer gifts. Some of you may not even know what your gift is or your gifts are. Most people gravitate to the showy gift, maybe get into the praise band, maybe to get into singing, usher, deacon, and so on. But many of you have gifts right now that you're sitting on them. Why did God give gifts? If you look at Ephesians, he gave gifts to build up the body of Christ. He didn't give you gifts to build you up. Some of y'all got gifts and y'all you think, well, that's what for me. Well, you're wrong. No wonder God's not blessing you like he really wants to. Some of you think that you know it all. You don't know all the questions. Outline in scripture are some contradicting phrases that make no sense to the world. But to us who are saved, they make perfect sense. They are the keys to understanding service. I want to be, you know, I'll get to it later, but let me, let me tell you this. If one wants to live, these are paradoxes. If one wants to live, scripture says, they must die. You think about when you talk about serving, you got to die to serve? Absolutely. Die to yourself. Die to your own ego. Some folk walk around, I'm talking about from the pastor to the pew. They act like they all that and two bags of chips. They're not. God is in charge. God is the one that regulates everything. If one wants to receive, they must give. Too many folk got their hands out to give, give, give. That's not Jesus. That's not God wants for us. He wants us to give that we might be blessed. Scripture gives a, a little example that you give. There's more coming back to you. Some people will say, well, you know, you give this amount of money, he'll give that back to you. Not necessarily so. What did you give to receive eternal life? What do, you, what, do you, what do you give to, to have Jesus love you? We were not even on sale. And Jesus gave his life for us. If one wants to be first, they have to become last. Too many folk in the church want to be up front first. It's not for you to be first. It's Jesus got to be first. It's God got to be first. He's got to be first in your life. He says, serve the Lord. He is first. If one wants to be great, Jesus says, one must become the servant of all. How many of you are servants? Don't raise your hand. How many of you are servants of God? you got to have a servant's heart. Nothing is too low or too high or too in the middle for you to serve God. 
I remember starting the church as it comes to me now and over in the shopping center, some of you that were with me and I had a person that come in one morning and said, well, you know, you the pastor, you ought not be cleaning the bathroom. I said, who, who are you talking to? I said, Jesus did all of this for me. I can at least clean the bathroom. But you got to preach it. I can preach it. I can play my guitar. I can sing for Jesus. I can talk to God. I can witness to people. I'm going to do it all for Jesus. He did it all for me. You see, the aim of self-service, we want to talk about three things. The aim of self-seeking service, the high cost for service, and God's plan for unselfish service. Let's do the first one. The aim of self-seeking service. You'll be surprised at the number of people, not only in this congregation, but many others, are self-seeking. They want to be on camera. You don't know how much money you may owe somebody, so they're going to come looking for you. The scripture says, then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit on one, on one on your right and hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. You see, this is ambitious. But really, ambition can be described as one campaigning for promotion. There is no campaigning for promotion in the work of the Lord. Whatever God has called you to do, do it with all your might. The scripture says, do it as unto the Lord. Even the job that you have, you didn't just find it. Ain't nobody hooked you up. It was God that placed it out there. You may not like it, but you ought to do all you can for the glory of God where you are. If the folk not treating you right, go in the bathroom, lock the door, and start praying. So, Lord, I believe you're going to move them. You might come back next week, and you'll be wondering where they went. Ambition can be described as campaigning for promotion. In this case, a mother's campaign for the sake of our sons. We can assume from the text that James and John, the sons of Zebedee, put their mother up to seeking a position in the kingdom. Well, how many folk in here trying to get them a position in the kingdom? Did you know, did you not hear what I said? This is talking about we are slaves. We are servants of the most high God. Everyone who's trusted Christ is a servant. Then why are we acting like we are the one next in line to Jesus? Whether this was motivated by pride or evil desire, we can only guess. Whatever the climate, it would seem clear that the three of them conspired to seek position, prestige, power, honor at the cost of the other ten disciples. That's in the church right now. That's in here right now. That's why God has not given us the blessing that he wants to give us because we are out of line with God. You that are listening online, make sure you take some notes. You see, you can serve too. You don't have to be scared to come to the in-person worship. I understand that, you know, we want to be careful, but we have a great team and they've been as careful as possible. And we got plenty of seats. Is that stopping you from serving online? Well, you can come up here when ain't nobody here but you, and you can do something. I'm just saying. Too many folks are seeking a position. The only position is God. I told a person that one day, they were talking about us, I said, listen, you know, the, 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 the Son of God, has been, that position has been taken. 
The Holy Ghost, that position been taken. God the Father, that position is taken. So what's left? Servant. Some of y'all will get that tomorrow. Regardless of the, their motivation, they were not ready to hear the Savior's answer. They were not ready to serve. When you think about James and John and you read other scripture, you know, they were really on fire for God, but at this point they were not. They were just a, a, a flickering flame. But they came on later on. We're just like that too. God really wants to bless us. Within the church today, many have the same attitude as displayed by James and John and their mother. They do not look to serve, but to seek position, but to seek prestige and to seek glory. When we seek that, then we leave God out. The Bible declares that God would not share his glory with nobody else. If God does if something done really warm, wonderful in this body of Christ, I do not take it on myself because I'm the pastor. I give the glory to God because he, he's the one who did it. God is the one that worked it out. You're not here by happenstance today. We sing that song. We woke up this morning with the Lord on our mind. And listen, you ain't woke up with Jesus. You woke up with other things in your mind. You decided to come on and worship. But look what God did. He blessed us to be here. He blessed those who are online to tune in. He blessed those around the country and around the world on streaming. And, and that they know that God is a God who loves them. My friends, we come because God made a way out of no way. Somebody ought to remember that back in the day you may hear mom or dad praying and, and they began to pray that he made a way out of no way. Somebody has a job today because God made a way out of no way. Some of you who don't have children and don't have another spouse, yet still God makes sure you're fed. God makes sure that you got clothes. God makes sure you got a roof over your head. God makes sure you got transportation. He made a way out of no way. Some of us are real proud about what we have. That may be all right in a sense, but listen, you need to think about it. If it wasn't for the Lord who was on my side, where will I be? We ain't been all that good. But God is good all the time. We ain't been on what we thought we should be. But God has been good all the time. Even when we didn't know it, he's looking out for us. Are you ready to serve? The high cause for service. But Jesus answered and said in verse 22, You do not know what you ask, for you are able, are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink. And be baptized with a baptism that I'm a, I'll be, I am baptized with. They said to him, we are able. Really, they didn't know what they were saying. Many of you come to worship and because of the emotion, because the praise band got you all jacked up and I ain't, I ain't mad at you. But see, that's on purpose that you may get ready to serve the Lord. We need some volunteers, some more volunteers for VBS. You on streaming, write that down. We need some more volunteers by the gift that you have that we need in the body of Christ. You see, the high cost of, of service will cost us. It costs you to give up your time, your talent, and your position in order to serve the true and living God and not asking anything in return. I'm not saying some positions are not paid. Yeah, they are, but not everybody going to be paid. 
all I hear is got your hand now and it ain't there for me to shake it. Where's your reasonable service for the Lord? Where's your reasonable service that God has given you all that you have right now? Yet we even, we even don't even love God enough to be at worship. We make all kinds of excuses. It looks like it's going to rain. I heard the thunder. That's over at Casterville. It's a little, it's a little, little, a little cloudy today. My friends, if you had been in London where it'd be cloudy all the time, you wouldn't do well. Two things are in view from this verse. Or you, the Lord is speaking to James and John, it is plural. He said, are you ready to drink the cup? Are you ready to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? He's simply asking them, uh, uh, were they ready for the suffering and the death? We just got through talking about that serving God as a high cost of service. One of the most, uh, the highest costs is when you're doing your best and you got people that are criticizing you. You miss the spot. Oh, y'all missed that song. Y'all missed the note. If you're all that in the music, why don't you come up and share with them? And don't be late for rehearsal. If you're all concerned about we missed the spot, then won't you get your, your rag? Come on now. Get, get your spray bottle. Say, I came to serve the Lord. Amen. Y'all just tell me what you want me to Want me to wipe off. I'm good to go. Don't be showing up looking for a position. I just told you the only position left in the kingdom of God is servant. Were they ready to drink the cup of divine wrath that Jesus would drink? If you will serve the Lord, there is a steep price to pay, and the price is complete dedication to Christ. This ain't price, this ain't the price is right. Come on down. So he said to them in 23, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it's for those for whom it is prepared for by my father. Listen, listen to some examples of servants who drank from the cup and were baptized with Jesus' baptism. Go ahead and tighten your seatbelt. Stephen, the first martyr of the church, of the, of the New Testament church. James suffered the death at the hands of Herod Agrippa. John the Baptist was beheaded. The apostle John was exiled. Peter was crucified upside down. And Paul was beheaded. That's just a short list. We have in the present day that people don't even want to be around you when you really are a servant of God. They, 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 they dislike you just because you know Jesus. And please don't say hallelujah, praise the Lord in their presence. Then you, you go judging people. If you were judging people, you'd be God, but you're just a servant. When you begin to live for the Lord, your best friend cuts you off. I know I had a best friend and it cut me off. People don't even want to talk to you. They didn't see you coming, and they go around the other way. Oh, y'all that must not experience that. Maybe you're not serving. 
If you serve the Lord in sincerity and truth, there's a price to pay. Some will lose their jobs. Others will lose their friends. Some will be talked about and lied on. Yet others will be shunned by the very people they serve. The apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 4, 16, However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. They told James and John in the scripture that you don't want you to preach no more in that name. If you do, we're going to beat you again. But Peter said, whether that be good for you or not, we, that's the only thing we know. We're going to preach it anyhow. We got to be bold. This is a bold move, church. We got to be bold in serving Christ. Now, I didn't say you have to be stupid. I didn't have to say you was crazy. Some people even got that in their mind. But we have to be led by the Holy Spirit of God when we're outside and inside the body. And we need to monitor what we say. Monitor how we think it. Are you ready to serve? Number three, God's plan for unselfish service. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. Think about that. Oftentimes, you have people in the church and they know you and you know them and you begin to move up and then they get an attitude. Mm-hmm. Y'all know, must not have been in church too long, okay. Just, just keep sitting there. It's going to happen. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who are great uh, exercise authority over them, yet it shall not be so among you. I want you to stop for a moment. So it shall not be among who? You. He's talking about the people of God. Too many of us got the world's opinions tied up in the church. Amen. I don't care nothing about the world, but try to get them saved. Amen. I don't care nothing about what they say. Well, y'all talking, y'all just got hate speech. It ain't hate speech to me. I was glad when somebody told me about Jesus. Amen. Oh, I didn't like it at the moment. I understand that. But God, by the Spirit, helped me to like it. Yeah. I went to church one day. I said, I just got to get saved. Why? Because I knew I was on a fast track to hell. And I wanted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Now, I didn't want all this other stuff. Right now, people got all kinds of things. My friends, you don't know, kids got today, they're changing up. Mm-hmm. They were born a girl, now they want to be a boy. They were born a boy, now they want to be a girl. They act like Jesus made a mistake. The Bible declares that there is no other God but God. He knows what he's doing. We don't know what we're doing. The Bible declares that the ways of a man is right in his own eyes, but the ways thereof are the ways of death. Dear friends, our country, our people in this country and are, are dying, our young people are dying, not only in the inside, but they'll die because of a lack of spiritual upbringing. Their parents ain't saved. Their grandparents not saved. And everybody talking about, all oh, this is right. Oh, I just want to make my child happy. They'll be happy for about 10 seconds, but then they're going to find out what the real deal is. I'm not talking about anybody particular. I'm not talking about the hate speech and all of that. I'm talking about what's right. That's why the empathy, the, 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 when we talk about it as a price to pay, the church itself is losing power. Not because God is inept, not because God is impotent. No, it's because we are impotent. We won't stand on the word of God. 
when that situation comes to you, I, I can't do this. Now I even heard in Houston that, 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 that a former mayor wanted uh, all the outline scriptures of all the preachers. No, I'm going to, who are you? Listen, I am not a fan of going to jail. I ever come. If I got to go, y'all make sure you put some money on my commissary card. It's going to come to that one day. It's going to come to that with certain groups who are in a civil situation think they're better than just the, the, the different folk in other situations. No, they're not. They made it up. You got to be whom God made you to be. My friends, you have children. The Bible declares that you ought to teach them and admonish them in the word of the Lord. However, you ought to make sure that you are saved first. You ought to make sure that you know God. You ought to make sure that you're standing on the unadulterated word of God. You ought to be sure. And then you can teach them. If you're trying to teach me how to swim and we both can't swim, that's going to be two funerals. It's crazy. We look at this stuff on TV and now our gods, don't get me wrong, I love the cowboys. And the Spurs. I don't care because my armor bearer loved the fight, but look, love the Eagles. That's okay. But now we make sports our God. Our children got, they're not learning a whole lot in school. They got all these extra days that they got to go do this, that, and the other thing. And notice, they have all this stuff on Sunday. Do you think that's a mistake? Oh, no. I'm just trying to point out to you, ready to serve. That means we got to come and serve the Lord. That means if you're saved today, you ought to give him the best of your life. Why? Because he wants to get more people who are not saved, and we are the ones who's going to do it. The Bible declares that Jesus said he is the light of the world. And if you got Christ in your life, you become the light of the world. And you begin to go and tell people about the goodness of God. The Bible declares in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, it says for you go. He don't mean that old European car. He means absolutely plural, y'all go. Talking southern now. It don't mean the pastor go. It means y'all go. Go and tell somebody. Go tell them that Jesus saved. Wherever you might be, let them know. And whoever desires to be first among you, let them be your slave. And just as the Son of Man did not come to be served. Think about that. Jesus did not come to be served. Jesus came on purpose for a real reason. To save us. I heard a person, I had to step aside when he said, I didn't ask him to come. Well, let me move. I don't want to be collateral damage. I didn't ask him either, but I'm so glad he did. Some of us are like that other fellow, that, that first thief on the cross. Let him do this and, and then save us too. The other fellow, the other thief had some sense. Because I would say it in my words, man, you talk like a fellow with a hole in his head. We are the ones that messed up. This man ain't done nothing wrong. And Jesus said to him, this day, you'll be with me in paradise. 
See, God's plan for you is to be Christ-like. Well, that's a long story. We're going to make it pretty short. How to be Christ-like. Labor every day to be like Jesus. Well, how was Jesus? He loved folk. How was Jesus? He had compassion on people. How about Jesus? He told the woman at the well all about herself. He tells us too. How are we going to be Christ-like? Serve God. Are you ready to serve? Jesus, the Son of Man, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. No less is expected of a servant of God. That's the price. Jesus unselfishly gave completely of himself in service to the Father. Let me give you a short list. He gave of his glory to come to us. He gave his time to teach us. He gave his body to be broken for us. He gave his blood to cleanse us. He gave his life to save us. He arose from the dead to fulfill a promise to us. If anyone today is moved by the Holy Spirit to serve the Lord, then serve him. If any one of you here today online or even in person who are moved today by the Spirit of God, one, make sure that you know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Too many people have a works mentality. They think they can come to church and, and do some work and, and God will say that's okay. But my friends, if you notice with the two thieves on the cross, they didn't do no work. They were already getting what deserved, they deserved was death. But you see, one had to sit enough to say, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. But if you go, if you got Jesus in your life, you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Spirit of God. Now it's time to serve Him and time to get with it. But now, if you do not, I got something else for you. But let us do first thing first. Before one can serve the living God, one must be a child of God. Not a child of Satan, but a child of God. To become a child of God, must one must put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't put your faith in the government. Don't put your faith in princes. Don't put your faith in this or that. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul declared in Romans 10, 9, 10, and 13 that if you confess your sin, uh, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. And verse 10 said, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth the confession is made unto salvation. And I love number 13, for whosoever. People today try to make salvation so long and stretched out. The Bible says, whosoever. Don't matter what side of the town you're on. Don't matter what if you live in a mansion or you live in a poorhouse. It don't matter. What matters that Jesus said, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you ready to serve? Are you ready to serve? You see, I'm not to be asking people to come on and do this or do that for the glory of God. If you're a child of the king, you want to want to do something. You may have a gift that may not be listed scripturally, but that's all right. God is still a giver of gifts. But I'm talking about you today that needs salvation. You that's online today, please, we're going to have this 
the number on the screen for you that are here. If you don't know Christ, today is today. Before I continue, I want all of the uh, servants to come. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.